0: They were going to make cast molds of the guns to put out, mm-hmm. like to sell, like Franklin Mint or sure. whatever they're doing.
1: Replicas. Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, so they
0: had to open the guns. And when they opened the guns, they found something that nobody had known before, that these guns were completely set up to win. John Church was a cheater in these guns. So first of all, they're weighted in the front, which is illegal in dueling because the gun was supposed to fall.
2: Welcome to Talk With History. I'm your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights to our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history through deeper conversations with the curious, the explorers, and the history lovers out there. Now, tonight, as you can see, we finally have another guest back on, first guest of the new year. Today, we are joined by Sean Curtis, a colleague of Jen's, teacher and card-carrying member of the Aaron Burr Association. Welcome, Sean. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Happy to have you. Now, before we get into chatting with Sean, I do want to ask for anybody that's watching the live stream, go ahead and give it a like, share the video. If you're listening on the Talk With History podcast, please share it. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Wherever you're listening, because the reviews truly help us grow. And the sooner you give us those likes, the sooner <laughs> we can catch up to the History Channel yes. with their millions upon millions of followers. So please help us out. <laughs> we're coming for you, History Channel. <laughs> All they're All right, talking now, about is aliens and Nazis, right? So you've got. Yeah, out, right? we're gonna, we can bring stuff. history back to the History Channel if <laughs> they ever want to have us on. So. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I've left this boy,
2: right? They burned out all
0: their bridges. That's right.
2: That's right. Now, our guest tonight is Sean Curtis, as I said earlier. And Sean is a 24 year veteran social studies teacher with a master's in education. He's been a teacher in Wyoming, New Jersey, Ohio, and Indiana, and has taught a variety of subjects that have included economics, government, and yes, our favorite, history. Sean has studied culture all over the world from working in a Russian orphanage, helping construct a school in Guatemala to leading students to Greece, Italy, France, and this summer to Eastern Europe. Two summers ago, he even received a grant from the Eli Lilly Foundation to travel Route 66 for two weeks to record American culture in a pandemic world. It's such a cool opportunity. Mm -hmm. Now, Sean's true historical passion is the stories of the underdog and those that history has wounded. His classroom is framed with pictures of figures like Jack Johnson, Josh Gibson, and yes, Aaron Burr. Sean has been a card-carrying member of the Aaron Burr Association ever since he first discovered the history of Aaron Burr at the University of Wyoming but way back in the 90s, and he has been working to clear Burr's name ever since. So welcome, and thank you so much for joining us tonight, Sean. The 20th century, right? That's right. Tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe some stuff I didn't cover, and how you heard Aaron Burr and got hooked on that underdog history.
0: Sure. Let me uh, clear up one historical mistruth right away. Um, All right. In the Aaron Burr Association, our dues are due on Aaron Burr's birthday, which is February 6th. And this year, I did not send them in on time. I was a day late, so the check is getting to the people. So right now... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, I'm between my cards.
2: Okay. My are <laughs> coming. Right.
0: Stuart, if you're listening, they're on their way. And I will be an Aaron <laughs> yeah, right. a card carrying member. <laughs> awesome. great, uh, great question. So, when I went to the University of Wyoming in education and had to take quite a few history classes, and I t- actually took an extra year. One of the classes I took was a class with Dr. Frank Van Nuys called History of the U.S. West, which I've had the opportunity to teach. Uh, high school as well. So it's been fun. But the thing that stands out the most in my mind from that semester was he was talking about the treason trial of Aaron Burr and how Aaron Burr was accused by Jefferson of trying to secede the Western half of the United States from the East. The lightning moment, I thought, I had never heard this in any history class I've ever been in. We all took Mm -hmm. U.S. history. We took U.S. history in whatever grades we did take it, eighth grade, 11th grade. Took so many history classes in college for U.S. history, you take the basic U.S. history and the social history. And never once yep. did I hear anything about Aaron Burr other than he killed Alexander Hamilton, of course, the famous milk mm-hmm. ad, with the peanut yeah. butter and the <laughs> Aaron
1: Burr, yeah, right?
2: And that was the Vienna Wood Dance, indeed one of my all-time favorites. And now let's make that random call with today's ten thousand dollar question. It's a tough one. Who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel? All right, let's go to the phones and see who's out there. Hello? Hello. For ten
1: thousand dollars, who shot? Excuse me? Alexander. Oh, hold on, I some
2: milk. No! I'm afraid your time is almost up. Oh so I'm sorry,
1: maybe next uh, time. I'm so Got milk? Yeah,
0: it's all. That's how people ever, knew
1: that before. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, mm-hmm. all people ever talked about was mm-hmm. all Aaron Burr was was the killer of Alexander Hamilton.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. I thought, oh my gosh, this guy has a whole life beyond the Hamilton story where he was embroiled in these politics in the West and arrested and taken to a treason trial on horseback with John Marshall presiding and his lawyer was Washington Irving and Luther Martin and Henry Clay as a lawyer and he was embroiled in this stuff with Andrew Jackson and William Henry Harrison. So many great names in American history that were all tied to this trial that he was a part of. And I, gosh, I, this is so new, this history that they've just left him out. It's a settled law that Aaron Burr was a villain. He killed Hamilton and that was it. And Mm so weirdly enough, I was walking around campus one day and the library was having a book sale and I went in because books history Mm -hmm. and they had a 25 cent copy of Gore Vidal's Burr. Just sitting on the table that no one was buying. Pick it up and read it. And I was just I was hooked. All the things that Bird did and his ideologies, how he tried to get women the right to vote and fight for women's rights and fought to free the slaves, man, mission in New York and brought water to the people of New York. He's the inventor of Chase Manhattan Bank, where he brought fresh water to people to cure cholera that Hamilton and him were law partners and tried the first murder trial together in New York and that mm-hmm. they hung out and all this story upon story within that. I know it's historical fiction, but I was, this is amazing. And so what else can I do to find more about this? And so I, it was the early days of the internet back then yeah. and looked up stuff and they told me that there was a professor from America University in Washington, DC named Samuel Engel Burr, who had taught long ago, a class on Aaron Burr and the founder of the movement. He had formed the Aaron Burr association and I said, gosh, where can I find this guy's work? And so I looked Mm -hmm. and they said, you can find this work at the university of Wyoming, (laughs) What? And so I went to the library (laughs) and sure enough, weird coincidence, Samuel Engel Burr, the founder of the Aaron Burr association had given his entire Aaron Burr library to whatever professor, probably Phil Roberts is what people said, Dr. Roberts, who, you know, well known at University of Wyoming to give him his library as colleagues. And so down in the basement of co-library at the University of Wyoming is an entire Aaron Burr library, dossiers on Aaron Burr, Napoleon, his lecture notes from his class, on and on and on. And I, I, I stayed down there and that, they picked up a book called Fatal Friendship by Arnold Rogow all about kind of the, the love hate relationship between Hamilton and Burr and wrote to Arnold Rogow, who was still alive at the time and said, you're a member of the Aaron Burr association. How do I become a member of the Aaron Burr association? And he gave (laughs) me their address and
2: I've been a member ever since. Quite a history for yourself and yeah. keep becoming yeah. involved in that. Now, if I if I'm gonna step back a little bit, because I'm definitely gonna dive down some of those rabbit holes with you here in, in just yes, a Yes, I
1: wanna do that too. But
2: w- one of the things that I, I wanna touch on really quickly first is the video, right? So we just mm-hmm. posted our video about the, the, the gravesite of the female stranger, right? In right. in Alexandria. Yes. And one of it sounds like one of the running theories that this gravesite is potentially the gravesite of Aaron Burr's daughter, Theodosa Burr mm-hmm. Alston. Now, for folks who have watched the video, and if you're watching this video or listening to the podcast after the fact, I encourage you to go watch the video. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if that's a, a running theory that that's discussed in in the Aaron Burr Association circles because I think yeah. I think you were one of the earlier comments that we saw on the on the video.
0: So. We would probably be in disagreement with it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause you just probably don't on, give it any credence. Yeah. Probably, right? I've heard
0: all kinds of stuff that it's almost like an Anastasia type deal where people yeah, were coming oh, forward afterwards and pretending to be Theodosia. Cause she uh, was, yeah. she was quite the celebrity of the time uh, as far okay. as women went. She was outspoken. She was well learned. She, they said she had an IQ of 175. Um, Whoa. Just, wow. Yeah. And uh, she, Aaron, and that that was purposeful because mm-hmm. Burr was such a huge supporter of women's rights. And he hadn't been necessarily a supporter of women's rights early on in his life at Princeton when he was young and in the military, where he was kind of drifting. Mm-hmm. But once he met yeah. her yeah. mother, Theodosia, Theodosia was a big fan of Mary Wollstonecraft, mm-hmm. the early feminist writer, Mary Shelley's mom. Yep. And she Mary gave Shelley's him the books oh. and he read it oh. and yep. absorbed it. And when. They had, they actually had four kids. Theodosia had kids from her first marriage with George Prevost. She was yes. much older than Burke. They had four kids together. Two of them died at stillbirth. Their daughter Sally died when she was two and Theodosia was yes. the only child to live on and she was his pride and joy. And so one of the things he'll write and write to his wife, and then I'll write a lot to Theodosia's daughter, was that through them They taught him what he didn't know before and what wasn't popular at the time. Women are powerful, that women can think, that women have an equality that they deserve. And so he was going to prove it to her. So they raised her to speak Greek, Latin, French, fun language, language, study math, study reason. Mm -hmm. She could debate anything at any party with anybody. And uh, so she was popular. And yeah. kind of a, a huge figure of the day. And so, yeah, like I said, it's almost an Anastasia type thing where people were claiming to be yeah. her. But sure. the letters that they wrote to each other were legendary. Matthew mm-hmm. Davis, huh. his biographer, kept all uh, the letters that he didn't burn when he was editing Burr's life. Is that uh, this love story between father and daughter. And H.W. Brands wrote a really good book called The Heartbreak of Aaron Burr which is all about that relationship between him and Theo. And if it was her in that grave, and she lived two years beyond her death, there's no correspondence between the two. And uh, he was devastated from her death. Why would she not talk to her father? Why would she not talk to him? Why would she not write to her husband, who was also devastated and basically led to his Mm -hmm. death from
2: misery, sickness, so... I think you're a lot like Jen when it comes to history. You're not gonna sugarcoat it. This is the fact. This is, this is- Seems very improbable. And and I think even Jen talks through that in the video mm -hmm. a little bit, you talk through- Yeah, she does. This doesn't make sense that it would be her because of these reasons and those reasons. Yeah, and showing up with a new Um,
0: husband. And I I was reading that some people thought it was Napoleon in disguise, dressed like a woman that he had escaped. And that's before he went back (laughs) to recapture France. There's just a whole lot of different people that it might have been, but it just, for us, it, so, it would, I would assume, and I don't want to speak for the whole Aaron Burr Association, but it, mm-hmm. just from the biographies and the readings, there's just no correspondence. Yeah.
1: So one of the questions I had for you, Sean, was one of these portraits of Theodosia, and there's a couple portraits of her, they ended up at Yale. And even though Burr is associated with Princeton, because right. and he's buried at princeton her yes. portraits are at yale and why are her portraits at yale
0: so it's a it's a family history the burrs the family burr is from connecticut they're from fairfield connecticut with the first okay. burr who was Jehu Burr, came over from england they centered themselves as ministers and reverends in connecticut they were very well-to-do Reverend family, the Burrs, and they married into other Reverend families. So, for example, Aaron Burr's grandpa was Jonathan Edwards, the founder of the mm-hmm. Great Awakening, as a preacher. Yeah. Oh. On his mother's side, so the Edwards married wow. the Burrs, and so mm-hmm. the Yale archives is all the Burr family papers from all the Burrs in okay. Connecticut and Aaron Burr's stuff just happens mm-hmm. to be mixed in because it was passed down to cousins. And then the cousin okay. donated to Yale. Burr's sense. family were the founders of Princeton with Jonathan Withers. Mm-hmm. So his dad, Aaron Burr mm-hmm. Sr. was one of the founding fathers of Princeton. And Burr went there and is buried there and his father's buried there. His mother buried nearby.
2: That's that's one of the things that I appreciate about having subject matter experts like yourself on on history mm-hmm. topics like this. Because... To your point, we opened up saying, "Like, yeah, everybody knows Burr for basically two things: yeah. right? shooting Hamilton, and possibly all, all the bad stuff he was accused of later." But there's there's so many interesting things, right? As someone who is around in such a piv- the core pivotal era mm-hmm. of the founding of this country, it's now that you talk about it, I'm not surprised that his family founded an institution here yeah. and was was working and worked with numerous famous other historical figures but again when it comes down to high school history you get you don't get to get into the weeds like that get the yep here's the two sentences about the third vice president of the united states Mm -hmm. and right that's most that's mostly it right we don't get to dive down and even some of the books just
0: don't even research at all they use lazy research because for them aaron Mm -hmm. burr's life is settled history i have a AP textbook we used in AP history, AP US history that yeah. said Aaron Burr was guilty of seceding the West when John Marshall mm, found him not right. guilty and seven courts right. found him not guilty, but the book says Holy he was cow. guilty because it's lazy history. Settled
1: history. I like that term. Yeah. Settled history is like what people just assume Aaron Burr was a villain, right? Because like, it's, it's just settled. Like that's who he is. And that's and it, you my, know.
0: my favorite mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin line in the social network is every creation myth needs a devil mm. yeah. and Aaron Burr is that devil. Yeah. yeah. Got sure. you.
1: So, yeah. so what's the biggest misconception then about Burr, if you know that he wasn't a devil, that he's not this like lackadaisical guy, like in Hamilton who doesn't pick a side and is cowardice in a way like that's not who he is.
0: Well, so with that, Aaron Burr would write about politics as a game. He wrote, Mm -hmm. it's a game for fun, for profit. He saw the sport. He saw what he could do with it. He saw that he could maneuver through it. And so that's not really off character for him as much as it is. Mm -hmm. What I like about the musical is for the first time, somebody kind of a little bit... (laughs) put some empathy into him. Like he's not just this cold calculating person who shot Alexander Hamilton. He's got feelings. He loves his daughter. He loves the country, but his life was set for him. If you're going to talk about like early privilege in America, his life was created for him and he hated it. He didn't want the life for him. They wanted him to be a minister. So they sent him to Princeton to trade him to be a minister. Yeah, He ran away from home quite frequently. I mean, his, well. When he was young, so his mom and dad both died when he was a kid and his sister Sally. Mm -hmm. And then they moved in with Jonathan Edwards and his wife. Jonathan Edwards, of course, being very stern, sinners from the hands of an angry Mm -hmm. God minister, right? And then they died. Of course, yeah. Fire fire and brimstone. (laughs) Yeah, fire brimstone, find God Mm -hmm. and before it's too late. Mm -hmm, And then they died. And so Aaron Burr and his sister were left basically as orphans as little kids. And they moved in with his uncle in Connecticut, who was also, they pushing the reverend thing and Aaron Burr ran away from home again, again, again. (laughs) He was going to be a lawyer and he became one of the best lawyers as far as people could see, Mm -hmm. but he was kind of, like I said, aimless in where he wanted to be and what he wanted to do in, whereas Hamilton obviously was more focused, but it allowed, I think, if you read the books, Aaron Burr to be friendlier, more of somebody you'd want to hang out with, less of an ideologue than Hamilton was. Mm And I think it was one of the writers, I think it was either Arnold Rogow or Thomas Fleming who said that Hamilton was very combative. He was his way or no way, and if you crossed him, you were finished. Mm -hmm. Burr was just like, let's hang out, let's talk politics, let's play chess, let's party. Yeah. So I don't think that was too far off in the play, but the idea that he didn't love the country and want the same things which he did he fought mm-hmm. he's a revolutionary soldier he is famous mm-hmm. for the battle of quebec where he carried general montgomery out of the battlefield on his back when general montgomery was shot which drew his attention to george washington who made him one of his aides wow. which is mm-hmm. <laughs> not the yeah. best military aide. that's worried about hamilton he would mm-hmm. read george okay. washington's mail He's famous in some circles and some theories that he would pass a rumor that George Washington should be called his royal pear-shaped nest. His tiny head, big butt. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> to help his career. <laughs> and he was always playing yeah. so, so
2: you, Yeah, so so you mentioned some of the accuracies and <laughs> inaccuracies of, of Hamilton. like. Yep. When when Hamilton first came out, right? We we have to let's just broach the Hamilton topic now, the play and all that stuff. Like I have the book. when when that mm-hmm. first came out, when it first hit the scene, like how did how did the whole you're your, would would you call yourself earlier before we were on air the the Burrites the Burrites is that how did the Burrite community react to to Hamilton yeah. and just kind of like what was a little bit of a vilification of Aaron Burr? It's for kind this of twofold, right?
1: Because Aaron Burr is telling the story, so it's cool, sure that he gets to narrate a whole story, but then it kind is, you're not telling a complete story.
0: There's a a lot of omission in it that, Mm -hmm. from my thought, I just, I would say that, and again, not speaking for everybody, just knowing what I know and knowing kind of the the pain of people who support Aaron Burr, it's a long history (laughs) of trying to fight against the tide. Like there is a lot of people still who have a very vested interest in keeping Aaron Burr from positive view in the history books. And it's uh, Uh, in the lecture notes of Samuel Burr, he writes that he wrote a book about Theodosia and Burr's relationship. And the publisher told him if this was anti-Burr, I'd publish it, but it's pro-Burr. So I can't publish it because he's seen as a traitor. Interesting. Yeah. And I've faced off against people before who tell me that I'm a traitor, that I support a traitor, that I can't possibly love this country because my idol is a traitor. And again, wow. he was declared not guilty of treason, but, and there yeah, was never yeah. any proof and John Marshall declared it, but they don't understand what led to that duel and because there's so little information and for Bo- for bird actually comes back to Theodosia, the, the sadness of it is he had documents, he had papers, he had records of the times of all these people associated with. Mm-hmm. But when he fled to Europe after the treason trial, he left it with her yep. and she was bringing it yeah. back to him on the ship. And so on the his, Patriot that oh. was lost. Yeah, his papers went with it. Like all these documents okay. went with it. And so what's left is his private journal, which was edited by Matthew Davis, and any letters he had in correspondence he had after. And then there's some things with letters that they've gathered from other people. Like he was friends with like jeremy bentham in england and uh, andrew jackson mm-hmm. and all these people that have letters from him but he, he can't defend himself and so he became a victim sure. of people re-editing history to pigeonhole him into the villain and he can't fight back and so
1: well yeah. okay so let's hit on those two things what do people not know about the duel like the duel with oh. alexander hamilton and the musical they make it about the election but it wasn't about the election like
0: if people were critical of it they would say wait it took four (laughs) years for his anger to boil over Mm -hmm. to a duel because they didn't shoot till 1804 and the election was 1800 yeah so yeah that's one of the things that I, I like the music, but that omission in itself really changes the focus of it. Cause again, it might come back to Theodosia sure. and people will disagree with this or agree that it's a theory. Aaron Burr put up with a lot of criticism in his life, like a lot, especially in 1800, Thomas Jefferson was very good at having people installed in Democratic Republican post offices, newspaper offices that would just smear, read mail, publish mail. And Burr took a a, on the chin in that and Mm -hmm. didn't go to war against Jefferson. He took on his vice president role and Jefferson was really Mm -hmm. cold to him. And there's classic fights between the two of them, like where Jefferson tried to impeach Justice Chase because he was federalist and Burr as president of the Senate stood in his way and said, We can't turn this chamber Mm -hmm. into a political monster. Yeah. So that that in the musical, I'm like, there's a four-year gap people come on it's just mm-hmm. little yeah. by little and fighting even,
1: about the election yeah yeah, yeah. and
0: burr stopped mm-hmm. famously and this is one thing people probably don't know is when the maria reynolds affair broke which i was actually really happy was in the play because for a very long time i don't think <laughs> hamiltonians were very pleased with the it's maria funny. reynolds affair i remember asking about it once at the grange hamilton's house and it was not received well by the tour guide and that was back in like <laughs> early 90s james yeah. monroe was responsible for publishing that story, or so Hamilton mm-hmm. thought. And Hamilton challenged him yeah. to a duel. So Hamilton and Monroe almost went to duel, and Burr was the one who stood in the way and stopped it and negotiated the duel out. So they didn't fight. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Burr did that a lot. Hey, Hamilton lose his temper. Burr would guide his temper away because they were law partners. They lived down the street and they sure. lived in lower Manhattan. The question has always been what would break Aaron Burr to the point where he'd be willing to go to Weehawken and and have pistols because he Mm -hmm. wasn't a good shot. People were well, he was well known as being a bad shot. He was well known as being someone who Mm. didn't play things based on anger and honor. Like he took a lot of names, he took a lot of abuse and didn't declare duels on people. Hamilton had been involved in almost 11 duels or close duels himself. And obviously Mm -hmm. his son, this is a family streak. Yeah. The pistols were his brother-in-law's, Angelica's husband, John Church, who also wasn't a mm-hmm. lot of duels. And so the one theory that people have and that people have arrived at is the thing that would break Aaron Burr is if you took down his relationship with Theodosia because he loved her yeah. more than life. And she, with the death of her mom and his wife, was his hostess, like, just like Thomas Jefferson and his daughter. She was his hostess after Mm -hmm. his wife died. All we know is that Hamilton wrote in a newspaper while Burr was running for governor of New York, and willingly Burr changed the Federalist Party because the Democrat Republicans had abandoned him, and that was seen as opportunism. Mm -hmm. Hamilton wasn't pleased because he's head of the Federalist Party, or was, and he got hold of his media buddies, and he wrote in the paper and spread a rumor that said, if you think Burr is bad, I have an even worse opinion, and I know something even worse about him or more despicable, he says about them. And so, Borbidol and other people speculate that what that was, was he was accusing Aaron Burr of incest with Theodosia. He oh, would, geez. in private letters when they would cipher, he would often write, because he was clever, Hamilton was very clever, he would write Greek character names for like Jefferson, and then... Like having two faces, and he'd write these names for people mm-hmm. based on Greek mythology. And with Burr, it was close to he would sometimes write it, according to some theories, that Burr was this character in Greek mythology who was sleeping with his own family. And mm-hmm. so,
1: and that was enough yeah. to push Burr over yeah. the yeah. edge. So, Burr wrote him a letter a duel.
0: and he said, Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this opinion that you have of me? And that's all we know. Like, we don't know mm-hmm. what it was. Hamilton wrote him back. Yeah. But Hamilton was so over it. I think it's it's a funny exchange, even though it led to death. Hamilton, instead of apologizing, wrote a letter back criticizing Aaron Burr's grammar. Like, <laughs> what's the matter? Don't you know how to don't you know how to challenge somebody to a duel? Don't you know how the stuff starts? Where's oh your where's gosh. your commas? Where's your sentence structure? Ta- talk about a
2: hothead that's Hamilton. And then he wrote it back, it's, it's like, what are you that- doing? And he wrote him yeah. back and it went on for a yeah. month.
0: Until Berner told yeah. them, look, I want you to apologize for every bad thing you've ever said about me in your life. Anybody you've yeah. ever said. Hamilton said, no, I'm not going to do that. So you better just challenge me. And so they
2: went to Weehawking. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's that's why. It's so funny. Like,
1: So they don't really even get into that. They, they just gloss over all of that. It makes it easier. But-
2: it's so fun to kind of hear hear this this perspective, right? Because again, I, I joke all the time on the podcast, like I am not a history buff, right? <laughs> I, I, I could like tell you a little bit about what Hamilton the play was at, was about, but like I can't re- speak to it intelligently. No. But one of the you things that, <laughs> that I've enjoyed when we've been down to Colonial Williamsburg a whole bunch of times, and we've talked once or twice about some of the reenactors there. And so Martha Washington, We have got to see her a couple times and we saw a solo performance that she did for like the audience one time. And she was very good about answering questions from the kids in the audience when she would talk about whatever era she Mm -hmm. was saying she was in, whether it's pre, before her husband was president or after. She was newly elected. Yeah, newly elected. He he, he was newly elected. But she would answer questions from the audience. And she would, if a kid was raising their hand, she would always go right to the kid. And so of course a couple, one or two Hamilton questions Mm -hmm. came up. And even she in her character would very politely right as as i guess you would expect of a woman and who's the mm-hmm. first lady or whatever would kind of make these like sly kind of digs like oh i don't i can really talk too much about hamilton there's a reason they call him the time yeah Cat. like she called yeah. him Is the tom chad that's that's mm-hmm. right. So it's it's always interesting for me to hear more about this. And one of the questions we actually had in the chat from Facebook was are there do you know of any Aaron Burr reenactors? This is a friend of ours Doug McLiberty. Mm-hmm. Like there are for Jefferson or Hamilton and we've come across other other reenactors. Have you ever seen or come across any Aaron Burr reenactments? It's a great question. I, I imagine so. that'd be a little bit more rare. Yeah, yeah it's going to be rare, capital, but I'll tell you, right?
0: in 2004, we in the Aaron Burr mm-hmm. Association had a reenactment of the duel for the 200th anniversary of the duel with the Hamiltonians. Oh, cool. There was there were sit-downs, there were lots of conversations, there was compromises yeah. that were made. Who was going to get to speak first? Who was going to get to give the first interview to the media? And in that duel, we had Antonio Burr, who's one of our most prominent members. And very mm-hmm. scholarly, if I know things about Aaron Burr, he knows everything. Aaron Burr is quite the collector. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of our vice presidents of the organization. He played Aaron Burr in that reenactment. So, okay. Okay. but otherwise very uncommon. Definitely yeah. A, yeah. The, yeah. Guy, the guy who plays Jefferson played. I thought you Jefferson talked to someone lot, at
1: the Capitol building. Did the one? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought you talked to someone at the Capitol building played, in DC who played Burr and you asked him a couple questions and he knew some of the stuff. I remember you posting something like that on Facebook.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, there was during sure. Obama's first inauguration, <laughs> they had the Jefferson yeah. the guy who's the most prominent Jefferson read actor who I've met several times at okay. several conferences, George Washington mm-hmm. and Abraham Lincoln. By arrogant, I may have gotten into it with the <laughs> Jefferson Reed actor because he called her Burr a scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I'd give him. A, I told him I'd give him a book list to read
1: oh, because I never heard about Andrew That's Jackson awesome.
0: being involved in the treason trial. And I said, "Well, maybe you need to read some of these books so that Mr. Jefferson and yeah. George Washington didn't want to talk to me afterwards." He goes, "You don't have any questions for me, do you?" Said, I'm good. I'm just, I'm just a punk kid. Too. one last thing about the duel because I do want to get this out there because okay. it's one of those uncom- un- unknown things and it's definitely not in the play. He does mention the play once that in in the rap that Hamilton was wearing his glasses, right, which came from Hamilton's second, Pendleton, Nathaniel Pendleton. So Chase Manhattan, the bank in New York City has the guns because Aaron Burr is the founder of the Mm. Manhattan company, which became Chase Manhattan. They're in a bolt. One time I was sweet talky enough when I lived in New York City to get in there. And I got to put on the white gloves oh, and I got cool. to hold the guns. No way. <laughs> That's so cool. In the 70s, I
1: had
0: <laughs> <laughs> all the fields. <laughs> and, and again, they're John Church's guns. So they're Hamilton's brother in laws. They're the same mm-hmm. guns that Philip was killed with because he used them in yes. the, duel. the whole family yes. used these guns. And there's a reason they use these guns. Mm-hmm. Is in nineteen so the the paperwork they gave me that in nineteen seventy six for the bicentennial they were going to make cast molds of the guns to put out mm-hmm. like to sell like Franklin Mint or sure. whatever they're doing
1: replicas yeah, yeah. so they yeah. so
0: they had to open the guns and when they opened the guns they found something that nobody had known before that these guns were completely set up to win John Church was a cheater in these guns so first of all they're weighted in the front which is illegal in dueling, because the gun was supposed to fly, right? You weren't supposed to actually kill anybody. Yeah, you were just sure. supposed to show up and be a man. And then the gun would fly up, yeah, and the bullet would yeah. fly off, and you'd be like... Just, just because of the kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that or- Because we, we did it. We showed we were here. Yeah. yeah. Secondly, they mm-hmm. both have sights. which there should not be sights in guns. Mm-hmm. But the real trick uh. was there was a spring inside of both guns. And that if you push the trigger forward, sort of backwards, it released the tension mechanism inside so that you're not putting as much pressure on the back pole of the gun. All you have to do is tap it. And so whoever knew to push oh, wow. the trigger forward, just had to tap the pistol and the bullet would fly faster than the other gun. And so Whoa. speculation, hmm. Hamilton. Pulse is gone, well, according to Hamilton, second Pendleton, Hamilton was going to fire into the air because he's a gentleman and he didn't want Burr and him to die. But Again, Hamilton had been in lots of duels. At that point, hated Burr with a passion and lost his own political share. Then I think it's Rogat who speculates he was also dying possibly of stomach cancer at the same time and was hiding it. And this is a way wow. to take out himself and Burr in the speculation. Again, it's all yeah. speculation. Burr's yeah. second, William Van Ness said that Hamilton was practicing his shot, holding the gun, aiming, and then he Mm -hmm. put on his glasses so he can get a good shot, and that he brought the gun down. And as he brought the gun down, it fired quickly and went into a tree. So possibility, again, putting it out there, Uh, no proof, But the guns themselves would lead you to believe that if that is true, that Hamilton had pushed the trigger forward and misfired on that quick shot. Mm -hmm. Or maybe accidentally pushed the trigger yes. forward, and misfired on the quick shot, and then Burr oh, just hit a lucky bullet that split I've n- I've and penetrated that. Hamilton in two different yeah. ways that killed him. Yeah. And nobody ever wow. talks about that.
2: No, no that's super. I've never heard that about the guns. And yeah. like I've, I think I've heard a little bit about like him putting the glasses <laughs> on that like yeah. he's intending to right. t- take the bed right. A little bit of here and there, but nothing like that. That's. That changes yeah. the whole thing. It, it perspective does. And there. it's it's that's in the papers they give out at the Chase Manhattan
0: mm-hmm. Bank. I just don't know how many people know that they've got the archives there of it, that they cracked it open in the 70s to, yeah. to know that. And again, all speculation, all you Hamiltonians out there, I don't know. There's no proof.
1: <laughs> just putting it out there.
0: You do your own critical thinking. Yeah. So, I'll do my critical thinking, and I'm gonna stand right. with Burr second in his perspective. You stand with your perspective, yeah, it's yeah. fine.
2: So moving on yeah. to the treason trial. So, I, so I'm so i curious because, again, this is one of those things for the general learner. I probably heard about it. I was like, oh, yeah, he, probably, I never he, heard he got it. put on trial for something or other, some sort of treason. But I was like, yeah, then nothing ever happened. What's the backstory on so
0: this? So the backstory is obviously Burr was out of power. Not many people mm-hmm. like a vice president who killed the most popular secretary of the treasury who invented our economic system. And he was tried for murder. Yes. Yeah. In New York, even though it was, and I, I'm not going to justify it, but it was completely legal to have duels in New Jersey. That's why they went and they yes. won it. And so she was obviously disgraced. And that's usually what happened in duels. When you read about duels, the person who lived is the person who then had to bear the weight of being an awful person for actually killing somebody. Yeah. And so Burr lived in what is, well, now what's Greenwich village in New York in the village used to be mm-hmm. his entire estate was Richmond Hill. So like if you oh, go wow. to a restaurant down there, one of by CE, it was his carriage house. His gate was at Varick Street, oh, all wow. kinds of stuff. Actually, if you go down to the village, <laughs> I think it's on 6th Avenue and 4th Street. There's a McDonald's. And if you go to the bathrooms at the McDonald's, Mm -hmm. there's a picture of Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton that this used to be where they walked. So
2: so Burr
0: is disgraced. He's never going to get power again with the Democrat Republican party. Basically Mm -hmm. Jefferson ousted him. Jefferson had already been angry at him for lots of stuff. First of all, they tied for the presidency and Burr didn't refuse it, Mm -hmm. which Jefferson wanted him to. Okay. Well, you weren't supposed to be president. This happened by accident. It's my turn, basically. And Burr says, I got as many votes as you did. I'm just as entitled to it as you Mm -hmm. are. And it was actually, they set that up because they wanted to eliminate Adams. And Burr was Mm -hmm. very popular in New York, so they thought he could take the northern vote and just get squeak underneath Jefferson. And of course, back then, if you got second place, you became vice president. Right. And like I said, he refused to impeach. Justice Chase, for political reasons, as president mm-hmm. of the Senate, and that was after he killed Hamilton. He stood up, made an impassioned speech in the Senate, and said, if we're going to preserve something to the effect, if we're going to preserve the Senate, we've got to make it free of corruption, of political corruption. It has to be an institution of just and honor, and people applauded, and then he left, and then basically Jefferson was done with him at that point, which leads to the treason Mm -hmm. trial. Jefferson had a vendetta against him. Yeah. Jefferson himself had so many vendettas, but that whole big thing. So Burr is that a power needs power starts to make friends with kind of these people from the West, the Western farmers from Tennessee and Kentucky that is in Ohio that are starting to become a political force because the Democrat Republicans have ousted the Federalists and Democrat Republicans are the common man, the common farmer. Burr was one of the instrumental people in getting them the right to vote, especially in New York as Attorney General so that they could vote too, not just landed property people. And they were the party of sure. immigrants and they were the party of, like I said, farmers, like Jefferson said, gentlemen farmers. And so Burr was hanging out with them all the time. and they their complaints were the mississippi river they had no way to transport goods no way because spain was always there spain was always doing shenanigans to new orleans and the mississippi to block yeah. their transports mm-hmm. and there was no way to get stuff overland through the appalachians mississippi was their part and if you're running for president mm-hmm. or you're looking for a popular thing you're looking for what's popular and for them spain being the enemy was popular And he wasn't the first, everybody else was like, we should go invade Florida. We should go invade Texas or Mexico Mm -hmm. at the time. And uh, we should take Spain out because they're cutting trade on the Mississippi. They're sending raids into Georgia. Mm -hmm. They're from Florida. We should take all this stuff. And it's, it's not uncommon that even Jefferson thought about it. Hamilton thought about it during the quasi war of 1898, he formed an army and he was going to march on, uh, on Mm -hmm. Spain until. Adams, yeah. wanting his power back, signed the treaty with, with France so that Spain wouldn't have to fight, and Hamilton lost his commission. Mm. Also passed his anti-immigrant legislation. Yep. So, Hamilton.
1: Thank
0: <laughs> <laughs> you. The Alien yeah. and Act, where he hated free speech and illegal aliens and even immigrants, and tried to curb mm-hmm. people criticizing mm-hmm. governments for all of his free speech. But Burr is looking for popularity. He's looking for a way to get back into power. As far as we know, now, like I said, a lot of his letters and a lot of speculation mm-hmm. exists that why did he do that? What well, what actually happened out West? Who knows? There's so many people involved in this mm-hmm. that have watered it down, changed stuff, doctored letters, but basically what's happening is Jefferson had bought the Louisiana purchase and he was planning Lewis yep. and Clark's expedition. And one of the things Jefferson did was appointed a guy named General James Wilkinson as governor of Louisiana territory, whole territory. And James Wilkinson had been well known by Burr during the revolution as a guy who played fast and loose at the rules as a soldier. Possibility he tried to launch a coup against Washington at one point that Burr himself stopped by taking the bullets out of the soldiers' guns before they could launch the coup. But Wilkinson was just a a free-for-all spirit who lived by his own rules. And now we know from documents that he was also probably a triple agent and working for Spain at the same time to spy on America as our governor of Louisiana. Um, and as Jefferson sent Lewis and Clark, James Wilkinson sent Pike into the West. And what we can Mm -hmm. only assume again, through letters and documents, is that Pike went too far and Pike ventured into Mexico out of the Louisiana purchase and Pike was arrested, taken to jail, and then set free with some speculation that Wilkinson told him to do that, to see how far he could launch into Mexico from the Louisiana purchase before he got caught. And so Pike was part of this oh, too, wow. and then Burr went on his own expedition. And so his involved people like Andrew Jackson, Henry Clay, and a guy named Hiram, Hiram Blunnerhazard from Hazard Island between West Virginia and Ohio. All these kind of very famous Western lawyers and big name people out West who were like, we also want to take out Spain. And so again, we don't know what happened necessarily, but we do know that Burr at some point started building what could be perceived as an army and a Navy and okay. sailed from Blennerhassett yeah. Island down the Ohio river with a flotilla that was backed by lots of people with money, like Jackson, who had invited him to the hermitage and supported this endeavor. Uh, and okay. they ended up yeah. floating down the Mississippi and they ended up setting up basically a base camp in Mississippi in Natchez, Mississippi. That's what we do. Just not so
2: yeah so so to be honest right again i can see how that might make (laughs) the the current make jefferson nervous a little bit yeah but the thing is you know not saying that what he did was (laughs) right but i can see how he'd be like oh Uh, yeah i think you're trying to
0: great (laughs) except for the fact that it was so out in the open like everybody knew what was happening these were like prominent people yeah and they That's were writing letters to Jefferson. Sure. Hey, do you know what Aaron Burr is doing? Do you yeah. know that Aaron Burr is drifting down the Ohio River? And it's not like it was a day trip. It's a while. And Jefferson knew about yeah. it for like a year. Yeah. And didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Just like, well, keep monitoring it with the situation. When it became mm. politically expedient with his embargo act that suddenly we were gonna be a war with France, possibly, England possibly, and he didn't want Spain getting riled up, then he decided it was mm-hmm. time to arrest Burr. But we don't know what happened. Okay. So we don't know what happened. Burr's side of the story was they were going to set up a new territory in Mississippi, that he was going to s- establish a life there and be a political kind of force and in the West. Most likely what they were going to do was use it as an invasion point to invade Mexico at Veracruz. Because he had, apparently, according to people like Preble and Eaton, who were like in the Barbary Wars, they saw his maps and his map was, we're going to launch an assault on Veracruz, march to Mexico City, which eventually we did. The U.S.-Mexican War was basically, if that is to be true, Aaron Burr's plan for the invasion of Mexico. And when he sold it to, it's in Napoleon's dossier that he also proposed this to Napoleon. And so when the French invaded Mexico, they used that plan. But what happened was, wow. as far as we know, James Wilkinson has a moment of panic because he's allowed Burr mm-hmm. to Louisiana. Pike's been arrested. Wilkinson is going to be implicated yeah. in this. It's probably Wilkinson's whole plan and scheme anyway. He was probably the one who wanted cut the West from the East because he wanted his yeah. own political power. He wasn't being paid as a spy for Spain. He starts sending mm-hmm. correspondence to Jefferson and it's heavily edited. Like you can see in his letters where he erased words and changed words in his own handwriting. The letters from Burr, like they'll say things that he, there's this eraser mark mm-hmm. and totally different handwriting, like I'm gonna secede the West, I'm gonna take down America, or things like that. It
2: was- <laughs> Totally. It's, like, it's, it's, it's like if my, my kid, my yeah. kids are trying to get, get right. out of school and they yeah. just erase yeah. and really uh, fake my signature uh, get out of there. School note.
0: <laughs> and so suddenly <laughs> Jefferson's like, oh, yeah. we can't have this. And so he sends out soldiers to arrest Burr. They chase Burr to the South. He's eventually arrested like Alabama-ish uh-huh. area. Wilkinson also sends out people to find Burr first because that is like, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What if Burr does get arrested? And then he sings on me. Yeah. So like it's a race to catch Burr. There's a really good book called Jefferson and the Gunman that's like all about the race to catch Burr. Who's gonna win the race? Burr was eventually knocked Mm -hmm. out, put on horseback and dragged to Virginia. At one point he jumped off the horse and yeah. he demanded cow. sanctuary in South Carolina. I am the vice president, please somebody save me. But he made up in Richmond at the trial and there was obviously all these things yeah. going on. John Marshall was presiding. Um, they had pre-hearing where Jefferson was keeping the documents of Burr was guilty from the court. Marshall demanded. Jefferson declared executive privilege the first time executive privilege is declared, Jefferson says, I don't have to give you why I know he's guilty. And Marshall's like, you have to let me know why he's guilty. It's a trial. And so Jefferson, the strict constructionist tries to expand the definition of treason loosely into what Burr was (laughs) doing. And Marshall's like, no, treason is an actual overt act of treason. Planning yep. stuff mm-hmm. doesn't constitute yeah. treason, and you have no over, sure. yeah. there's no point, there's no mm-hmm. civil war happening that you're saying there is. Burr is innocent. And mm-hmm. They, to prove treason in the Constitution, he two witnesses. The only witness was James Wilkinson. Burr didn't have, they didn't have two witnesses. The witnesses they had that stood up sure. were clearly out of their mind. They were dismissed, and Burr mm-hmm. was dismissed. And then yeah. Jefferson wasn't happy and had him tried all over the place and all the states he ventured to. Henry Clay was his lawyer in Kentucky and Burr left. He's like, I can't do this. And he fled to Europe and went to England, tried to sell his plans to England and and then tried to sell his plans to France. And Napoleon wouldn't let him out of France because he didn't want some other leader knowing about his plans for Mexico. And Jefferson wanted him there because he didn't want (sighs) Burr coming back. Eventually Burr had to sneak back in the country. In eighteen twelve, dressed as a Frenchman with a goatee and a mustache, that his name was Adulcus Arnaud, (laughs) but his luggage said A B. And that's
1: when Theodosa goes to see him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when Theodosa goes to see him. He writes her letter, says, I'm
0: back in New York. And that's early eighteen twelve. She doesn't uh, at the time, Mm -hmm. Aaron Burr had died, his her son, his only grandson, who he called Gampy. Yeah. Um and she was Mm -hmm. sick from the death and there had been a rough childbirth yeah. anyway. She'd been really yeah. sick since she gave birth to him. It led to a lot of fever and internal bleeding. Mm-hmm. And so she wasn't able to leave till December 31st. And she set sail with his papers yeah. to see him.
1: With and then papers.
0: all we know is that a British fleet, That's cause it's it. about the war, it's the war of 1812. And so a British fleet pulled the Patriot yeah. over, all over and did a check, said yeah. that she was on right. board. That was the last time we heard of her and she vanished. And either, like you said yeah. in the video, a hurricane destroyed the boat, which is obviously very likely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But in 1820, yeah. there were two pirates in a jail cell in New Orleans who said that they had killed her, that they had taken her and killed her and made yeah. her walk the plank and she drowned. Mm-hmm. Burr yeah. would, for the two months, cause nobody knew what happened to the ship and Alston was out of his mind Burr was out of his mind. Burr would go down to the New York Harbor every day and stand on the harbor for hours, they said, and just wait for the ship to come in. Oh. It never came in. So but and the letters stopped
2: being written. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. the ship
1: gave you art. Yeah. Well, this is Sean, this is awesome. This
2: this is this has been absolutely amazing. We've Thank been you. we've been going for an hour and I feel like it went by in about five minutes. <laughs> Sorry. It's amazing to me. All I could think about when you were telling me all the things that, that Aaron Burr was doing, I was like this guy was a busy was. man. So be- he did all this stuff. He was in. He was involved in all this different politics and all this, mm-hmm. all these different things, and like doing questionable things with a flotilla Shh. down the down the Mississippi. You know, wise decision or not, and then runs off to Europe and he's interacting with Napoleon and different countries and comes back and yeah. all these crazy things. How, they would talk about how, how Burr was alone, <laughs> and
0: you just you'd see this guy shuffling up and down the streets of New York, and people were like, "Well, that's that's Aaron Burr." And he'd ride boats on the, he'd ride ferries to Weehawken and he'd write letters about that time I shot my friend Alexander Hamilton. And the great part about the musical that I do love is when they they quote his journal, which is, if I had been Mm -hmm. smart enough or if I'd been kind enough or Mm -hmm. patient enough, I would have seen the world was big enough for both of us. That comes directly from his journal. He says, if I had read more that's cool. Of these books, rather than these books, I would have seen that. It's a, he, Tristan Shandy or something. It's a, a guy who has a fly and then lets the fly fly of the window instead of killing it. He says, if I had read more of those books and less yeah. of the other books, then I could have seen the world was big enough for Hamilton and I to live together.
2: Yeah.
1: How often do you meet your Aaron Burr Society? Do you meet monthly and do you meet so in person?
0: They The Aaron Burr Association meets basically right now twice a year. We, yeah. we, with COVID, we started meeting on his birthday, which again is when the dudes are doing. Sorry, Stuart, if you're watching, they're coming, yeah, which yeah. is February 6th, <laughs> which at my house means mm-hmm. birthday cake, and it's we celebrate Aaron's birthday, because
1: oh, nice that's awesome.
0: usually they meet <laughs> for a week-long conference in September, October, revolving around something that has to do with Aaron okay. Burr. So this year, they're meeting in Virginia, Charlottesville. They're going to go Mm -hmm. to Monticello. They're going to go to James Madison's house, James Monroe's house. They're going to get Mm -hmm. tours of all of that because it's such an important part of Burr's life, Mm -hmm. people are interested in the Aaron Burr Association. I can definitely give you guys the address that they can inquire from our president, Stuart Johnson, who is, so a lot of the Aaron Burr Association is descendants of Aaron Burr's cousins. Because obviously he has no okay. official direct descendants.
1: No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Send, definitely send yeah. me the information. Because for anybody watching or listening, I'll I'll put that information in the video mm-hmm. description, the podcast description. And Sean, this is this has been incredibly educational for someone like me, yeah, and and that. really really interesting the stories that you've been telling. I am it's a, a little bit mind blowing for me for one single person like this who's really remembered for a couple things and could be remembered for so much more.
0: That's usually what people ask me is, where do I start? Yeah. Where do I jump off to learn about Aaron Burr? I yeah, absolutely I always recommend Arnold Rogow's book, A Fatal Friendship. If you can find a copy of it, okay. I think does the best job of being kind to both of them. So obviously you have like Joseph Ellis founding brothers where Burr is a villain in that book and you have Chernow's book that is obviously the gold standard of Hamilton. But I like this book because it just mm-hmm. portrays that their sad destiny of how they both were raised the same way yeah. and their lives intertwined in law and friendship and it's just the breakdown of a friendship to the point where one friend kills the other and has to deal with that the rest of their life. So he does a lot of great research in it. So. Yeah. I would say if you go start somewhere start with Arnold Rogas Fatal Friendship. There's a lot of great new books, Nancy Eisenberg, H.W. Brands, a lot of a lot of verdicts coming out. Yeah. That people are starting right.
2: Sean, thank you so much for joining (laughs) us tonight. This this really has been super fun because I can tell, just like Jen here, right? You truly do have a a passion for this historical topic, and when someone has a passion like this for a topic on history, it's so much more fun to to learn Mm -hmm. about that topic from that person from you. So I I really do appreciate. I appreciate you guys having me on with with us. And for anyone else listening, if you know anyone else that might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them, especially if they are an Aaron Burr fan, because we rely on you, our community to grow, and we appreciate you all every day. I'll talk to you next time.
1: Thank you.